bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. Follow us on Twitter at iGuestInfo. Send us your questions and we'll try to answer. Now enjoy the show. Well, you know how I love to share Seattle music with everybody, and today is no exception to that rule. Today I have for you Philip Lomax, and if you're not familiar with him, shame on you. But if if you are, you probably saw him on the Fox's X Factor. He's well-known here in Seattle. He has a tremendous voice. He's hard at work in the studio, but he's uh, made the time to come in and talk with us for a little bit today, and I'm just thrilled to bring him on and share him with not only Seattle, but the whole entire world. Thanks, Philip, for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. As as a reality TV junkie, so to speak, which I am, one great thing that comes out of of these uh, uh, singing shows is that people like us in Seattle who know that there's great music going on in Seattle, but it doesn't sometimes extend past Seattle. We get to share that with the world. And it and the whole city was really behind you when you got on the X Factor. Did did you feel that? You know, I totally felt uh, the support of my hometown. Um, I'm really proud to be from Seattle. Uh, I grew up overseas, but I've always um, I've always called Seattle my hometown. Um, so I'm just happy to be back here, you know, representing the 206. And uh, I feel really supported. And uh, I'm just happy, happy to be in this beautiful city. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a a beautiful time to be in Seattle. The last few days have just been absolutely gorgeous. And we really invite everybody from around the world to come to Seattle and let us share it with you. You will never find a a more wide group of people happy to see people coming in and and sharing the city as as people who live in Seattle. How did that start that you even um, decided to try out for the X Factor? (laughs) So uh, a friend of mine, told me that I should go audition for the X Factor, and uh, I wasn't convinced at first. Um, but she convinced me into uh, waiting in all those lines. Um, so I stood in those lines in Key Arena. Really, I just walked down Denny Hill, um, and I waited in Key Arena to uh, get the chance to audition for the judges. And uh, luckily, they let me through, and I had my chance to audition in front of the United States of America and the American public. And those four people sitting in those chairs like what they heard, and they brought me along for a wild ride. Absolutely. Well, you actually were mentored by L.A. Reid, is that right? That's right. How was that, and what did you learn, and are you still in contact at all with him today? I'm not in contact with L.A. Reid today. Um, I learned a lot from him, though, and I learned a lot about the music industry um, just from you know, spending a little bit of time with him um, at his house in the Hamptons in New York. Um, that's where I got to perform for Rihanna. Um, I, I learned a lot from the experience just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, it was amazing to watch you because you were exposed to so many. I mean, you, you were really living the, the the life, and we were getting to live it through you. When, when, when you know somebody from your hometown and they're, you know, having one of these great experiences, you, you kind of get to live that through them just a little bit. So we all felt like we were there with you, too. When Rihanna was watching you sing, we, we were really pulling for, for you in that moment. It was, it was really awesome um, in that moment. I was, It didn't seem like it, but I was really nervous up to the point of performing that song, um, especially because I didn't know that it was going to be Rihanna who I performed it to. Um, so they kind of surprised me um, with that at the last moment. Um, so I was quite nervous up until the very moment of performing, and then 
Um, I, I went to Cornish College of the Arts here in Seattle, and they, they trained me you know, how to perform on stage and um, audition and whatnot. Um, so I, I give a lot of credit to my alma mater because as an actor and a singer, um, once you have the opportunity to perform, you have to leave everything behind and just you know leave it on the stage and just sing your heart out. And you also have to be prepared for moments like that where you're kind of put on the spot or kind of expect the unex- unexpected. That's true. <laughs> um, well, I yeah, definitely, I, I, definitely I, I, my training and practice uh, has helped prepare me for any moment or any opportunity that comes along. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit right now um, before we talk about what you're doing right now in the studio, but I want to talk about your um, YouTube um, posts that you've been putting up about um, about the tours of Seattle, which I've been watching and I enjoyed all of them and I encourage everybody to to go and look at them because I am a huge fan of Pike Place Market and I really enjoyed your tour of Park, uh, Pike Place Market when you went through there and you can just tell that you have the same love for the city as, as a lot of other people do and I, th- I think you're really on to something there with, with, with your tours. You went to, uh, just so people know, you went to Bruce Lee's tomb, you went to Pioneer Square, uh, you went to um, unofficial Kurt Cobain Memorial and it looked like you were having a lot of fun putting those up. Yeah, that was a really fun experience. Um, I did that with my really good friend, Nina. Um, she filmed me, and we just went out and, um, you know, explored the city and tried to show Seattle to the rest of the world. I definitely think that I should um, I should extend that that series. Um, it was a lot of fun doing that. And because I'm from here, I know I know quite a bit about um, the Seattle area, and there's, there's a lot more to, to show the rest of the world. So... Thank you, Lori. I appreciate that, and um, I should definitely add to that series. <laughs> you should. You should because it was really fun to watch, and I haven't been to the Kurt Cobain bench, but I'm, I'm going to do that soon, and I, I thought it was very interesting to show that, and, you know, people had bottles of beer that they had left for him, and you were good to point that out, and someone had recently just been there, and I think all of that is exciting. And there's a lot of things off the grid, so to speak, that are real touristy that the, that the locals know. But I'm sure that your fans and, and other people coming to town would, would love to be involved with. You know, it's it's an interesting balance that you have to find. I mean, I'm from I'm from here, um, and I spend so much time, you know, taking uh, friends and family from out of town, you know, to all these touristy, you know, public places that are that Seattle is really well known for. Um, to me, those things are, you know, so much fun and very interesting and still Pike Place Market hasn't gotten old for me. Um, but I, I think it's even more interesting to to take people a little bit off the grid and show them things that they've never uh, seen before or wouldn't expect to be in Seattle. Exactly. I was just down at the market yesterday, and the market is always changing. I, I was just down there yesterday morning early, and the market was just waking up. And, um the flowers were being delivered. I had a cup of coffee. I was sitting at the um, local flavor and with, with some people at Pike Place, and we were talking about how we could get the word out more about the musicians and what was going down on down there at Pike Place. It was just amazing to really watch all of that. And it wasn't busy. The cruise ships hadn't come in. It was just a fantastic time to be down there. And then I came home um, later and watched your YouTube video on Pike Place, and it just it just made me smile because I'm like, yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, that's that's the energy that he's picking up on, and that's what everybody loves, and 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 that's what people from Seattle want to share with everybody. And and Philip nailed it on that. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. That sounds like a great way to start a Monday. <laughs> it was. It, it was really fun. So tell us what you're doing now. You're, you're in the studio, and I, I know that you're working with one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world, Andrew Joslin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I've actually been working on an album for the past year now, uh, since my time on the X Factor. Um, I've worked with several producers um, from Nassim Black to Vitamin D. Um, currently, I'm working with a fantastic producer named Martin Fevier, who's worked with the President of the United States of America, uh, Kings of Leon, and um, other great bands and great musicians. Um, right now, we're working on three singles in the studio. Um, I've had Andrew Jocelyn, who's worked with Macklemore, um, come in and do all the string arrangements for the three singles. Um, and it's been a really amazing, awesome experience uh, working with these talented brilliant producers and musicians. Um, I'm just extremely excited about these three singles. Uh, it's something brand new that people haven't heard before. And um, it's my original music, which I get to share with the world. When are, are those supposed to be? Do, do you have an anticipated release date on those? I haven't released a release date um, for mm -hmm. the release of those singles. Um, but I should, be, I should be coming out with uh, a release date in the very near future. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that would be released on your Facebook page probably, right? That's right. Um, on uh, facebook.com slash philiplomaxmusic. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at philiplomax, and I'm verified, so you can't mistake me. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> you you won't get some pretend Philip Lomax. You'll actually get the, the real deal. Yeah, um, Andrew Joplin, you know, he's just a fantastic musician. There's somebody on Facebook who made a fake profile that's claiming mm. to be claiming to be Philip Lomax, but um, I don't I don't have a profile on Facebook that's open to the public. So all of my old, all of my old friends who've uh, friended Philip Lomax on Facebook, that's not really me. It's probably some teenage girl in Indonesia. That is true, or some teenage boy in. Indonesia, you never know who, who you're going to get um, who's really behind that. So that's a really great thing to get out. So if, if you're on Twitter and it's not the verified Philip Lomax, it's not him. And on Facebook, he only has a fan page, and it's, it's the official Philip Lomax page. And I have that posted on our site so that people can go directly. It, it'll link directly to the official page because we don't want to give any uh, credit or any um, publicity at all to you know these people who are pretending to be uh, these uh, singers and musicians and celebrities. It just it, it, it just hurts yeah. music. <laughs> Enough about social media. Let's talk about the really important stuff. Let's talk about the music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, how how do you feel like has has your music changed at all since all of this has happened to you, or what, what direction are, are you kind of wanting to go in? Um, my music has definitely changed, at least from the glimpse uh, that people saw of me on the X Factor USA. Um, on the X Factor, I came out singing uh, jazz standards. Um, I sang Fly Me to the Moon in my audition, uh, and I did a, a jazzy rendition of uh, Rihanna's Please Don't Stop the Music. Um, this, these three new singles that I've been working on, um, they definitely have a different flair to them. I, I would say that they're definitely pop with a heavy influence of soul, uh, Motown, and and jazz. Um mm. I'm most definitely I'm most definitely a crooner. Um but I definitely think that I'm I'm stepping out of 
the the traditional you know jazz lane and um, venturing into a new territory that really expands my sound and uh, I think I've grown a lot as an artist over the past year. Mhm. And that's do you think it's been a result of having been exposed to all of these other artists? Oh, absolutely. I'd say that the Seattle music scene is such a melting pot and um just hanging out with you know tons of different musicians and producers um and becoming friends with them and collaborating with them um definitely has shaped my sound and um I've I've, I've grown as a songwriter um just just trying to continue to grow as an artist, continue to learn, continue to practice, continue to hone my craft and try to get better and better every day. Um I'm, Are you gonna I'm really you- excited. Oh, absolutely. We're we're excited for you because we we just can't wait for the new music to to come out and and see what you've been up to. Are you going to be performing live anywhere? Do you have any any shows coming up or anything locally? I just, I just had two shows at Lucia's in Kirkland, um, mm-hmm. and I'd say that they were both sold out. It was a huge. It was it was a great crowd. Um, really had a great time performing out there. Hopefully, I'll do it again very soon. Um, at the moment, we're looking to book venues. Um, around the United States, around Seattle, and really around the world. Um, I was in Beijing over um, the winter break, and I uh, I recorded um, an EP out there that I called The Beijing Project, uh, and I think that we're going to debut one of the tracks from it today on the radio show. Um, I also got the chance to perform at, um, <laughs> it was really cool, the, the highest building, the tallest building in Beijing, there's a uh, really cool um, bar and restaurant called Atmosphere out there, and my good friend and pianist uh, Matt Grout, who also plays on the Beijing Project, um, performs there. So I got the chance to perform in the tallest building in Beijing at the very top, and that was really cool too. Um, wow! So yeah, you can definitely look out for any performances that I have upcoming. They'll be available on Facebook, um, Twitter, and uh, my website, which I'm going to launch very soon. Very good. Well. What was it like to perform to people in China? What are China <laughs> crowds like? It's very interesting. Um, it's not like a traditional American crowd that gets up and, you know, dances or anything like that. I was, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, so I, I actually got an applause after I, I performed, and uh, my friend told me that's very rare in China because uh, the Chinese um, they, they don't necessarily acknowledge artists, and when they do, I think that they clap in uh, unison. Um, but that, that's just when it comes down to, you know, mainland China and Beijing. Um, but I, I had a great time out there. I, I really like Chinese culture and uh, cuisine and the sites that I saw. I got to climb the Great Wall with uh, my father and my brother, um, and I, I learned more about myself um, while, I, while I had the chance to travel out there. Yeah, I I would think that you could really. I mean, they're you kind of are a little afraid to go, or I don't say should say you in in that, but you in the plural or me. I'm afraid to kind of go to China, but there's so because I don't want to go to Chinese prison, but but <laughs> there's so much to see and so much to do and so much history over there, and the people seem very nice, other than the ones that throw you in the Chinese prisons, but all the rest of them seem very nice. I would definitely say that capitalism is thriving over there. There's a lot of competition, and um, 
I mean, it depends on what your definition of nice is. Um, it was definitely quite the experience, I'll tell you that. I've traveled um, overseas my whole life. Um, I've been to India as well and Africa. And um, China was, there's there's no other place like it. Um, their, their architecture and their, <laughs> they're just very industrious. And mm-hmm. uh, they're growing at a, at a, a really fast pace. Um, so I'd say we should we should try to keep up with them. Well, and the world's a much smaller place now because people can find you on social media. They can find you on the internet. They can download your music on iTunes, or they can go to Amazon, or they can find you on your website, or all these different avenues. And so, what used to be, we would have to wait for the British invasion to come over, or you know, that they would have it in Europe first, or we would have it here in the states first. Everything almost happens you know, around Absolutely. the world almost instantaneously. With the Internet, I mean, um, we found the greatest distribution tool in history, I'd say, um, which is directly correlating with um, every industry, I'd say, um, especially the music industry. Um, previously, major labels were the main distributors of, of music. These days, anyone can go on to SoundCloud um, and post something, and it could be caught on with immediately. Um there's a lot of different positives and negatives towards the internet, I'd say. Um, ma- majority, though, I would say it's positive. It's a wealth of knowledge. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm happy about the internet. <laughs> it's a given. <laughs> um, but it definitely influences, influences my decisions um, as a recording artist because now I have the opportunity to say, well, do I need to go to the major label? Currently, I'm unsigned. Um, I'm an independent artist. Um, I after the X Factor, uh, I had the opportunity to work with a uh, independent label um, called Finn Records, which is based out of here in Seattle. Um, and the owner of Finn Records, uh, Christian Fulham, is an outstanding gentleman. Um, he he's helped me incredibly, and uh, he's put me in a position where I'm still unsigned, but I've got brand new music to share with everyone, um, in hopes that I would be picked up by a major label. Um, now I'm coming to the point where I need to decide whether or not I need to pitch my music to a major label or do it uh, independently, similar to Macklemore or Alan Stone, who are um, people that I look up to from the Seattle community. Absolutely. In fact, we just had Alan Stone on not very long ago, but um, Macklemore really broke through this with this whole indie thing and showed that you didn't have to have a major label behind you. And even Alan Stone, the same thing. Um, so the the industry has changed in in that capacity. Are, are you aware of the fifty two fifty two project that um, London Bridge Studios is doing right now? No, please inform me. Yeah, well, um, London Bridge Studios just launched their own label, like literally like yesterday, <laughs> and so oh, actually, yes. they had this was, uh, project called fifty two. Yeah, yeah, it, it's called fifty two and fifty two. They're going to um, they're asking artists to submit their original music to them at londontonemusic.com. And they're going to pick one artist a week, every week for 52 weeks. And they're going to bring them in. It's fantastic. I mean, London Bridge Studios is just a historic place and just uh, the best producers um, out there. And they're going to make a music video, produce a single, launch that single for the artist, 52 artists, 52 weeks. It's a, it's an amazing thing. I'm going to do the interviews for 
for each of the 52 artists, but it's an absolutely fantastic experience, and they're looking to bring Seattle music out there and, you know, find find great music, which which we know we have. I mean, it is here, and, and they want people to submit their music, and they're going to get behind the, the Seattle music scene uh, with London Bridge Studios. So you should definitely be a part of that. I would love to. You know, I think I'll try to give them a call today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, either <laughs> Jeff, Jeff or Jeff. Everyone over there is named Jeff, except, except Jonathan. There's Jonathan yeah. and Jeff and Jeff. But yeah, and then you can find out at London Tone if uh, Tammy's listening or something. She can look it up right now on uh, LondonToneMusic.com. But I do have a question coming in on Twitter for you from Anthony Cavino, at Anthony Pollock. Hey, and he said to tell you hi. And hey, he wants How's to know... Everybody? He wants to know what the most difficult creative decision that you've had to make with your new music. The most difficult creative decision? Mm-hmm. Mm. I definitely say um, recording this music. It's. I mean, it's. It's, it's always. Uh, that's a good question, Anthony. Um, I guess the most difficult creative decision I had to make was whether or not I should simply record jazz standards and come out with an album um, with a live orchestra um, and and perform, um, you know, great hits that Sinatra made famous or to try to be original and try to create my own, you know, my own music and try to say what I wanted to say with the music. Um, and I, I had a lot of, you know, different advice from several, you know, different producers and influential people in my life, you know, telling me, you know, which route to go down, um, and I've tried to, I've tried to, to stick with, um, you know, coming out with my original music and really saying something that I wanted to say. Um, I definitely say that jazz, you know, jazz and, um, classic American standards, um, still heavily, heavily influence me, uh, in my live shows as well. And I would really love to have a, have a live recording of, um, of Fly Me to the Moon um, with a full orchestra. I, I would definitely want to make that happen in the very near future. Um, but I guess the most difficult decision that I had to make creatively was whether or not to go down the you know, standard route, just like Michael Buble, or to try to express myself. There you go, Anthony. Um, he's already thanked me for asking, so thanks for, for asking the question. Um, is, are, hey, are there Anthony, any artists... Are, are there any artists that you would like to work with? Is there anyone on your dream sheet? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I I really would love to sing a duet with um, Tony Bennett or Paul Anka. I I actually had the opportunity to um, to see Paul Anka on Sunday night at Snoqualmie Casino, and I I got the chance to meet him as well. Um, I would love to. He he's just so influ influential in. Um, in the kind of community that I would like to be a part of, you know, Michael Bublé, David Foster. Um, I'd love to work with David Foster as well. There's just mm-hmm. so many artists. There's just so many artists that, you know, you dream of working with um, that you've got to go out and make happen, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely Tony Bennett and Polenka. Now, if, if, if you could go back to the... Philip Lomax that was before X Factor, the Philip Lomax now, what advice would you give yourself? (laughs) 
Uh, why don't you wait a little bit, buddy? <laughs> um, I it's it's really interesting for me because I think that I've drastically improved as a singer um, when it comes to the quality and professionalism um, since my time on the X Factor. There's there's little things that I wish I had you know done better or been more well prepared for uh, before I had gone on the X Factor. But I have I have no regrets being on the show. Um, it really jump started my career and um, gave me the opportunity to sing. Prior to the X Factor, I was going to school for acting at Cornish College of the Arts, and um, I, I wasn't planning on being a professional singer or a musician. Um, X Factor provided me the opportunity to really, like, throw myself into something that I absolutely love. And um, I, I have no regrets about it. I would definitely just say I would prepare more and... Um, I would have known more about the music industry and how it really works before going on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, there's quite a few artists in Seattle who've been on singing competitions. Uh, Vicky Martinez, again from Seattle. Um, uh, Michael Watson, you know, uh, you know yourself. Vicky Martinez is a keyboard player. Eric Robert, uh, he's, he's a very good friend of mine, and actually he's my keyboardist as well. You know, it's well. It's really a small world in, in the music community, especially in Seattle. I, I was just wondering, you know, is it's is, are there any plans that maybe all of you guys, you know, um, Beverly McCollum and and Vicky Martinez and Michael Wassman and yourself, maybe doing collaborating or, or or doing some type of show at the Hard Rock or, or something where people can come out and and see all of you because because you all are from Seattle and you all have some you know uh, major exposure and fantastic music. You know, I would love to. I'm totally down to uh, collaborate with them and uh, do a live show with them. So I should have uh, my manager talk to their managers and uh, try to put something together. Maybe uh, maybe you guys could uh, could host it. Well, you know, we would. We we love all of that stuff. We 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 and and we love Seattle music. We love to get Seattle music out to the world. And you know, and every now and then we bring the world into Seattle. But there's so much going on in Seattle music that that we just keep pumping that information right out there. And it's just amazing because we have people listen really from all over the world. I was just talking to some people about this yesterday, and the fact that. Um, right now, there's really a huge spotlight on Seattle from all over the world. We can't give people in Ireland or England or Germany or, or China um, enough information. They just want everything that's going on. What are we listening to? Um, who are we listening to? What are we eating? Where are we going? What are we seeing? And so these type of shows focusing on Seattle music are, are just eaten up. The ratings are always just through the roof, and we're happy, happy to do it because we also believe in it. We we know that we're on to something here. The energy in Seattle is just fantastic. It's off the chart. We invite everybody to come, and it's because of people like you and the and the hardworking musicians in Seattle that are just bringing this fantastic energy, and the rest of us are tapping into it. Well, I'm just very happy to be part of such an amazing, loving community um, of artists and uh, creators innovators um a lot of uh a lot of my friends the the reason that this uh that these singles came together and that this album has been coming together so great is because you know people that i've been working with are actually my friends and they've been really you know helping me out trying to get this music out and a lot of people believe in me and i want to i want to thank them publicly um Mm -hmm. and tell them how much i appreciate you know everything that they've done for me Uh, my good friend uh chocolate um the soul singer uh, she sings. Um, she sings on my album, um, on my single called Restart, uh, with another soul, 
with two more soul singers uh, named Just Moni and uh, Jay Charles, who are um, well-known in the area. Um, obviously, Andrew Jocelyn, who's been <laughs> phenomenal. He wrote some amazing arrangements for my music. Um, and Martin Sevier and Finn Records, um, they've just helped me so much. Um, I, I've been exposed to the Seattle hip-hop community um, through through my friends, and um, I'm, I'm very excited about the Seattle hip-hop community as well. I'm a big supporter of them. Uh, Jay Pender, um, who's on Finn Records as well, is a good friend of mine. Um, Nassim Black was my former manager, and uh, he produced um, he produced some of the tracks on my album. Um, and I worked with Bud M&D, who's a well-known hip-hop producer in Seattle as well, um, on one of the one of the tracks on my album as well. Um, so I'm I'm just very happy and humbled um, to be working with such profound musicians. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have um, one more question that's just coming in for you, so I'll ask it before I let you go here. But um, sweet serendipity, Raz. 21. Raz, he wants to know Raz. Yeah, Raz Taz 221. He wants to know if you have picked your first single, and if you will maybe <laughs> sing a bit of it. Um, I haven't. It, my first single is between two singles. Uh, one of them is uh, Restart, and the other is Helena Digs Me. Um, at this moment, I think I'm going to go with Restart. Um, <laughs> it goes. Uh, Look what we've done to ourselves over and over. Stepped out of bounds with pretend, and we didn't know where when we were dreaming. A nightmare fell upon us. We're facing a demon. Let's restart. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's exciting. That's gonna be some good stuff. It's uh, it's a really fun track. Um, <laughs> well, and, I cannot uh, wait to hear it. So I'm I'm very excited to share my my original music with you guys. Which one is Andrew working with you on? Uh, Andrew worked on uh, three singles with me. Um, he worked on Restart with me. And um, Every Time It Rains, which is a slower song, and Helena Digs Me, which um, I've, I've co-written all of my songs. And I, I co-wrote uh, Helena Digs Me with Martin Xavier, um, who's from the, the UK. Um, I co-wrote Restart with uh, OEMC. And uh, Every Time It Rains, I actually co-wrote with my good friend from the UK, um, Fraser Churchill. Well, I'll tell you, everything Andrew touches turns to gold, so he does not mess around if he doesn't believe in it. So I expect very, very good things to come out of this project that that you have, and I can't wait to hear the finished product. And send it over, and we will absolutely 100% put it on. And, uh, um, you know, we're going to be behind you the whole way, just just like we've been. And, And I hope that you'll put up some more things on YouTube, too, because I personally really enjoy them. So for nothing else, do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Can I can I just say um, can I say one more thing before I go? Absolutely. Yep. Floor is yours. I just want to thank everyone who's been supporting me um, and continue to support me. You guys really raised me up, and um, you you make it all worthwhile to do. 
so thank you for energizing me and pushing me to um, my potential. And I hope you continue to support me for for forever. Um, and as long as you do, I'll continue to make music and uh, continue to perform. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, the the music that they sent over for me to, for you today was um, Under My Skin. So I, I know that you mentioned something about Beijing, but they, they didn't send it over to me, so I don't have it to cue it up. But, but, but they do have um, Under My Skin, so that's what I'm going to play off with today for you. And But we will definitely uh, be anticipating the new music. So this is, uh, this is a track. So I was out in Beijing, and... Um, my my Christmas present, my single Christmas present, was to go into the studio to uh, cut some tracks with my good friend Matt Grout. Um, so we did a live recording of um, uh, several tracks that uh, I have yet to release. So this is the very first time that this is being played um, live. So I'm excited to share it with you. It's produced by my father, Richard Lomax, and my brother, Brandon Lomax. Um, and the <laughs> we recorded it in um, a studio called The Hit Factory, in Beijing, which is where all the uh, the big, um, you know, well-known stars of uh, Asia go to record as well. Um, actually, the engineer that we worked with, he was the one who, he wrote the um, <laughs> the official song for the Beijing Olympics. Um, and it was, it was quite funny working with him because he doesn't speak any English. So we're in the studio, you know, doing hand gestures and trying to communicate with him. Um, so this is, this is uh, one of the tracks from that EP. Um, that I'm going to release in the near future, um, and I really hope you enjoy it. Like I said, hopefully that they they will send that over to us because that's not what they sent to us. Oh. They didn't send that to me. They sent under my skin to me. But if oh, they yeah, will send uh, me that under my skin, that's uh, one of the tracks. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Then. Um, then that's what we're going to play off to, and you just got the information on that from Philip and. Go to his official Twitter site, his official Facebook page, and support him and we'll support his new music that's coming out, that he's putting out because it's just fantastic, as you just heard. And I, I know the people who are behind you will continue to stick by you, and then you'll just even have more fans jumping on board. And we invite, you know, we are all about the bandwagon in Seattle, so we want you on our bandwagon. So we want everybody on our bandwagon. So if you are, are late to the party, we do not care. Come, come and join us is, is what we always say. And Philip Lomax is a great, great person to get behind. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Oh, thank you, Philip, for coming on. And um, I will look forward to talking to you and uh, maybe see you at London Bridge Studios shortly. Absolutely. And I hope this is the right track. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. But if not, it's going to be good, whatever it is. So, but, but, uh, okay. <laughs> here we go. All right. Thanks a lot. Set 
to myself this affair It never will go so well But why should I try to resist When baby I know so well That I've got you Under my skin I would sacrifice anything Come what might For the sake of having you near Despite the warning voice Calls in the night and repeats how it yells in my ear. Don't you know, little fool, you never can win. Just use your mentality. Snap up, wake up to reality. Each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Cause I've got you under my skin. Under my skin. 